Welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf alongside Nick Wright, Brandon Marshall, Kevin Wiles. I know I say this every morning, but this was definitely one of the better weekends of football we've had in a long time. I know, I'd say it, but man, every game seemed to be was really a great good. game. Excited to get to all of it. We're going to start with the most recent one last night uh, to cap off what became just an incredible weekend. Undefeated Seattle Seahawks taking on the 4-2 and two Cardinals. And what a night of offense we had. Yet Kyler Murray who finished with 427 total yards, four touchdowns. You got Russell Wilson, almost 500 total yards, three touchdowns, but also three costly picks, including the big one in overtime that set up Arizona's game-winning field goal. But Brandon, let's start with you to kick things off. Were you surprised that Kyler Murray went toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson? Yeah, I'm with you, Jenna. This weekend was awesome for the football fan sitting back watching all these awesome games, some great storylines, some great endings. But this game last night, Sunday Night Football, wasn't surprised that uh, Kyler went toe-to-toe with Russell. He's a baller. We know that. And also, he's going against a terrible defense, the the, the 32-ranked defense. Uh, 32nd ranked defense in the National Football League. So for that reason, we knew it was going to be a shutout. Nick, you laughed at me last week when I tried to hedge my bet, saying this could be the game that mm-hmm. the the Seahawks mm-hmm. go down. Yeah. You laughed at me, but but I knew I that did. this would, would go down to the last to the last minute, down to the wire, and it did. Um, but it was all about Russell Wilson and those Seahawks. You know, you you highlighted how awesome of a game these both both of these quarterbacks had, but. This dude threw three picks. My MVP. I, I, I got to praise him when I, when I get an opportunity, but I also got to hold him accountable. He threw three yep. picks, Jenna, Nick, Wouts. That can't, that can't happen. You'll, you'll lose most of the games you play when you throw three picks. And then I also thought the deciding factor was the four-minute operation. Situation, situational football is critical. Four-minute drill. They were way too conservative. So with two, two minutes and 25 seconds yep. left, they ran the ball five times and then punted it back to the Arizona Cardinals. They gave them 52 seconds left, 52 seconds to go in the game, and, and, and then Arizona marched down the field. Uh, they tie it up, and then they go on to win. You know your defense isn't good. Why do you punt it back to them? Why do you play so conservative? Run, 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 punt it back, and you lose the game. Russell That's Wilson exactly needs right. to play better, um, and they need to do a better oh, job God. coaching in those spots. Especially that third and two to just hand it off when a first down ice is the game instead of getting Russell Wilson out on the edge and allow him to do something. Before I answer Jenna's question, I want to echo what Brandon and Jenna said. Wilds would be agreeing as well, except his Patriots got kicked in their teeth and they're still picking them up (laughs) off the ground. Uh, From about 8 p.m. Saturday night until around midnight last night, That was as good of a 28-hour span of sports as you will ever have. Game five of the World Series was one of the best baseball games I've ever seen. The early slate of NFL games, you had the Browns finish and the Lions finish within 90 seconds of each other. It was absolutely spectacular. And then late night, this game plus the World Series going on alongside it. Now about Kyler. I, I am a little surprised because Kyler did just come off a game where he completed nine passes. But I am more impressed, Wilds, than surprised, not just because that Kyler did it against the undefeated Seattle Seahawks, but Kyler is up against what is the best-case scenario for his career. 
an undersized former baseball <laughs> playing quarterback who has shown, who has really changed the way we look at quarterbacks in the NFL. Can you win a Super Bowl with a mobile quarterback? Well, Russell Wilson did it in year two. If not for Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray absolutely unequivocally does not go number one in the draft. It is because of the success of Russell Wilson that people looked at Kyler as an elite NFL prospect. And for him to go not only toe to toe, but to Brandon's point, and I give Brandon credit for being fair and honest here, take integrity 10 out of 10 here, to outplay <laughs> Russell Wilson, because Russell made some critical mistakes equaled his interception total for the season in one game. And so, yeah, I mean, I was very impressed by Arizona, very impressed by Kyler. And Wilds, if you're Seattle, you got to be anxious, not just about the month of football you have coming up, but how consistently awful that defense is, Wilds. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. De this is not a Super Bowl team. I'm surprised you guys just won't come out and say it. Whoa. Brandon, your Steelers looked great. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Bra Brandon, I've said it before. Because they're, of the defense? They're a sneakerhead with one sneaker. They got one sneaker on. They're like, look at our one sneaker. They're like, guys, you're supposed to have two sneakers. Can't give up 519 yards. They're just consistently giving up 500-yard gains. And, and Russell Wilson keeps bailing them out. And Nick, I said this, like, if, if we're running a race and you want to win and I have to win because a bear is chasing me, you got to stop being like, wow, Wilds is a fast runner. Like, no, I'm doing it to save my life. And we saw one little flawed game in Russell Wilson and they lose. This team is fool's yep. gold. They're, they're half a team. And I feel like no one wants to say it because I don't know why. I'm the only one watching the games. Well, it's because, it's because of Russell Wilson. He covers up their mistakes on that side of the ball. Right. He doesn't play and, they, defense. And, it, and it got yeah. worse for them. Griff, Griff went down. Their corner, their cornerback went down. So they're banged up even more on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that we need to continue to watch. We know that Russell Wilson has to play lights out, Nick, if they want to win the Super Bowl because that defense is bad. Uh, but this wasn't yeah. a, a pushover of an offense that they went against. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, who can beat anybody one-on-one. -on -one. You need to put three guys on that guy if you want to slow yeah. him down. Uh, so there, it was a challenge for him. All right, well, I got a guy. Obviously, we got to talk about the play of the night by far. Russell Wilson picked off Ooh, Not Great by Boy Baker. But check out DK Metcalf. This guy got up to 22 miles per hour, covered 114 <laughs> yards to save the touchdown. An absolutely incredible hustle play, the likes of which you won't see. I mean, look at that. Brandon, how, how impressive oh was this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I could watch That's this. That's super impressive. And, and, I, and I heard Colin. Uh, talk about it yet last night as far as like this is the play that they're going to show in high school in college this is how you get it done this is super impressive it's reminiscent of Terrell Owens I think on Sunday Night Football uh, when he was playing for the Dallas Cowboys and he ran past his his running back who was off to a to yep. a 80 yard touchdown so this was awesome by him this dude is a freak Nick yeah, yes. well, Nick, I think I, if I'm Pete Carroll, I pull DK Metcalf into my office be like, bad news. We got plenty of offense. We need some defense. We're moving you to the other side of the ball. <laughs> ball. Sorry. I know it's not in your contract, but it's a decision we got to make. Bill Belichick would do it. it, it, it <laughs> and speaking of Belichick, question this it. was, Patriot fans will remember, this was eerily reminiscent of the 05 divisional round playoff game against the Broncos. Champ Bailey going the other yeah. way 
and Ben Watson flies in from off the screen, forces a fumble. By the way, to this day, that should have been a touchback. That was really remember that on the play. field that 15 so years good. later. <laughs> now, there was a lot of speculation, Jenna, during this game, or right after this play, I should say, could Tyree Kill have made this play? And it's just unfortunate we'll never get to find out because Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw red zone picks. But I do think oh, he could make yes, the play. There you go. I do think Tyree See, could have done it. From a mile and a half away. All right, DK Metcalf, almost as impressive, Nick, as the ageless yes. Tom Brady, the GOAT, doing oh, GOAT-like no. things once again. So why is Nick still not convinced? We'll tell you. First things first, next. A healthy lifestyle should be easy, right? Eat veggies, drink green smoothies, exercise to get your heart rate up, do yoga to bring your heart rate down. Woo! Maybe it's not so easy, but there is something that helps improve everything, and you can do it with your eyes closed. It's sleep. Sleep Number knows what it takes to sleep your best. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed lets you choose your ideal firmness, comfort, and support on each side your sleep number setting. It's the perfect solution for couples. These beds are so smart. They respond to your every move and they automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably all night. Proving quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now, introducing the new temperature balancing sleep number 360 smart bed. For a limited time, save up to $1,000 on the new 360 smart bed plus smart adjustable base only at Sleep Number stores or www.sleepnumber.com slash cadence. The stress of daily life weighs on all of us, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension, that's a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power, and now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you'll wonder if it's on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power that you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash FTF right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash FTF, theragun.com slash FTF. For a lot of us, our home is now more than just our home. It's also a gym, a bakery, and a barber shop. And if you're a business owner or a people manager, home might also be where you do your hiring. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier because you can do it all from one convenient place. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. No matter where you're hiring from, ZipRecruiter does the work for you. How? Well, ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans thousands of resumes and profiles to identify the most qualified people for your job. If you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for your job. With one click, ZipRecruiter sends them an email from you and you stand out from the competition. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, First Things First listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com approach. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash approach, A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Still the GOAT. The GOAT is kind of an earned Who would have called this team underdogs coming in? I would have. And who loves an underdog more than I do, Nick? Nobody. Steelers are my team right now. It used to be anyone playing the Browns. Now I love the Steelers. Bucks and Raiders and Tom Brady showing up yesterday. Brady throwing four touchdowns, ran for another, and when the Raiders made it a game in the second half, Brady and the Bucks exploded for three fourth quarter touchdowns. So the Bucks win big, 45 to 20. They hang on to first place in the NFC South. Brandon, I'll start with you. Is it time for the Brady doubters to admit he's still one of the best because he certainly plays like Brady he did today? I, you know Not what, doubters, Jenna? Doubters. I don't care about the Brady doubters. I just care about Nick Wright. <laughs> Friday on the show, Nick said, look, mm-hmm. You know, all I need for him to do to get my respect is just throw for over 200 yards. Not That's what respect. Nick said. Nick. I didn't say respect. What, Nick, he has Nick, my respect. You just, you just gave me. You ahead. just. Uh-huh. So do you believe uh-huh. now? So I don't care about the doubters. I care about Nick Wright. Nick, you got to think about uh-huh. this. We, we keep overlooking that Tom Brady is 43. We keep overlooking how hard it is to go into a new system. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you're Kyler Murray. I don't care if you're Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Learning a new system, going to a new team is hard. Without an offseason, without a preseason, in the middle of a global pandemic, he's 43 getting it done, Nick. What else do you need to see? The first two games of the season, Three touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh In the last five games, Nick, 15 touchdowns, Uh one interception. (laughs) The last time he did that was 2007 and 2010, and he won MVP. What else do you need to see? Okay. Is it my turn now? I feel like a lot of people are speaking for me. Jenna's implying. Brandon's saying, what else do I need to see? I I haven't even gone yet. Tom Brady was sensational yesterday. It was the single best football game I think he's played since, if people remember it, a duel against rookie Deshaun Watson early in 2017 before Deshaun blew out his knee. He was perfect. Brady was great early, threw as good of a pass as you can possibly throw to end the half, which was almost a backbreaker for the Raiders. And then when the Raiders got it close, got it 24 to 20, and it was like, oh, could the Raiders get back into this? Brady was great again late. There's no way around that. No one would deny that. And no one would question what he did yesterday. Now, you guys always, this is the brilliance of our producers, put the, phrase these questions in a way where I come across as a hater. Because no. if, if no, this no, no. said you time put your, for you the put Brady yourself, Don't blame it on the producers. <laughs> Do not throw our producers okay. under the bus. You put uh-huh. yourself in this position. Well, Every chance you well, get me, to talk, uh-huh. it could be the defense. Todd Bowles call a wrong play. The defense uh-huh. do something terrible. Uh-huh. You find a way to blame it. Blame it on Tom Brady, Nick. No, that's not true. That's not true. I, the, it's not true. And by the way. I, I feel like I, I'm being attacked from all sides here. I was about to give Grady, Brady extra credit because he did manage to find Derek Carr and, and congratulate him after the game. So good job by Tommy. That's two in a row. Uh, there you go. Um, but, the, but if this said, Wilds, time for the Brady doubters to admit 
he can still have great performances, I would say, yeah. I didn't think he had this type right. of game left in him. I didn't. And I was wrong about that, clearly. But they are asking, time to admit he's still one of the best. Well, define one of the best. Do I think Tom Brady's one of the five best quarterbacks in football? No. Do I think even after yesterday, oh. Tom Brady is one of the Man. eight or nine best quarterbacks in football? No, I don't. Okay. So it, it, oh. it time for Brady Howard to go. admit he's still one so of the best? Ten? Define best. I don't think he's in the top okay. quarter of starting quarterbacks in the 15 league. 15 touchdowns, he was one yesterday. interception the last five games. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, been very that's good. what we're talking about. Very good yesterday. Go ahead, buddy. Are you saying that he's the 10th best quarterback walking the face of the earth? Is that what you're saying? And that's your insult? <laughs> yeah. Out of billions of people on the earth, he's the 10th best? It's not an insult. That's what I'm it's saying. But insult. you're like, I don't think and he's I don't think it's in May I don't think it's good to right. compare pro athletes to the, the humanity on earth. I think it's because if you had the 35th best kicker walking the earth, you would be very upset because he'd be the worst kicker in the league. So let's not do that. I, I don't think uh, he is. I, I think he is. He's playing better than I thought he would. I said well, look, where I well, can look. admit I was wrong is this. This is the question. When they had this stretch coming up, Jenna, of Chicago, then Green Bay, then Oakland. I said I thought they'd go one and two. Not only did they go two and one, they blew out their last two opponents. So I have to give the team credit and Brady credit. And Is it changing my overall season prediction? Probably not, Jenna. All right. Well, somehow, the, whether he's the 10th or the 25th, he just got another weapon added to his uh, artillery there. The Bucks making a splash before the game. They signed Antonio Brown to a one-year deal. So A.B., Reunited with his old friend Tom Brady, Bruce Arians was asked about the AB signing after the win. Take a listen to what he had to say. Yeah, I think I think he's matured, and uh, I believe in second chances. Uh, you know, everybody wants to say that Tom picked him. Tom didn't have anything to do with it. This was some Jason I've been talking for a couple of weeks ever since the injuries to our other guys, and uh, when the time was right. Would we see if we could pull the trigger and fit it into what we want to get done? And, um, and we'll see. I mean, it's, we have nothing. If Antonio does what I think he's going to do, he's going to be fine. All right. So, Wilds, when I okay, heard Bruce Arians say Tom Brady had nothing to do with it, I, I legitimately went back and re-listened to all the sound again. Uh, do, you, do you buy that, that Brady had no influence in no, this it's, signing? It's, it's insane. It's insane. We're just being lied to. It's That's just not true. <laughs> my, my son didn't have anything to do with it. Like, just be honest. It doesn't matter. Your son to do with Tom Brady. It. Go ahead. Go, why doesn't it matter? The guy's just lying. We had it, Tom it Brady lying that he forgot Nick Foles was on the field and had a hand. <laughs> and now we got Bruce Arians here lying that Tom Brady, like, well, if he didn't, you probably should have, you probably, hey, you probably should have. You probably should have said, hey, what do you think about Antonio Brown? It has nothing to do with it. It's just ridiculous. Well, well, just don't lie. This just don't is, lie. Wilds, this is why it doesn't Father's matter. Because they're, so they're, much, they're, they're off to win the Super Bowl. That's the, that's the mission. That's the goal. Okay, so when you look at how this team is set up, they're in perfect position. 
to, uh, Nick, you need to accept it, that they're going to be a contender. They're going to wreak havoc when it comes to the playoffs. Right now, they have three wide receivers banged up. Bruce Arians went to all three of those receivers before the game and said, give me a percentage of where you're at. And those guys said 80%, 85%. Scotty Miller said 90%. So you got your top three receivers banged up, and then you got Antonio Brown sitting out there. This is perfect for a team who's trying to get it done right now because that quarterback who's 43, he can only play five more, Nick. That's it. It's fine, but just don't. Yeah, I mean, obviously this was Brady. It's fine. We'll see how it works out, Jenna, but obviously it was Brady. All right. All right. Well, in the battle of Brady versus Bill, the pendulum has swung Tom's way. What happened to the Patriots yesterday? Is it time to panic for Pats right. fans? Are we thinking about making a quarterback change? Lots of questions. We'll have no, answers Jenna. next. First things first. Nick, you missed that five. You, you missed that part. Five more. So the Dodgers are one win away from a World Series title. Clayton Kershaw pitching well last night, giving him two runs over five and two-thirds. And Jock Peterson and Max Muncy both hit homers to help L.A. win Game 5, take a 3-2 series lead after an incredible Game 4. Uh, Nick, four, Game 4 was heartbreaking for the Dodgers. They come back and rebound. What impressed you most last night in that win? Uh... I hate to make things about myself, but what impressed me the most was my ability to continue call every part of this series. Right. I mean, it is unbelievable. Brandon, I'm 5-0 and picking games. I'm 4-0-1 picking the totals. I'm just printing money on this World Series. On Friday, we told you go with the under and the Dodgers. Yeah. Saturday on Twitter, I That's told right. you go with the Rays and the over. And last night, I told you Dodgers and the under. We're just printing money, Brandon. It's just, it, it, that's, that's my well, biggest takeaway from this World Series. You probably have something a little more valuable well, tell for me, the audience. Well, well, well you're right. You're hot, you're hot right now. Well, tell me what to do next because they should have won game four. Are we just going to ignore that? The Do we should be celebrating the Dodgers right now, finally getting over to home, taking 32 years to get it done. So, Nick, what is going to happen next? I'm going to listen to whatever you say because you're super hot. Dodgers wins. Dodgers wow. win a high-scoring affair in Game Six, and they get that long-awaited World Series <laughs> title. Dodgers, Dodgers in a high-scoring Game Six, take it to the bank, America. Love it. Take it to the bank, America. I'm gonna bet this game. I don't I don't know how to bet. I'm gonna do it. Back talking cowboys now. Things went from bad to worse to whatever comes after worse on Sunday when quarterback Andy Dalton got knocked out of the game after an absolutely brutal hit from John Bostick. Now, none of the Cowboys came rushing to Dalton's defense afterwards, and that surprised head coach Mike McCarthy after the game. Take a listen. Yeah, I mean it was definitely uh, you know. I mean, a hit that uh, caused a disqualification. But yeah, well, I mean, we 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 speak all the time about playing for one another, you know, protecting one another. Um, so yeah, definitely, it was it was probably not the response that you would expect. So Mike McCarthy calling out about? his players at the post-game press conference. Brandon, let me start with you. What was your reaction to what the head coach had to say? Not a big deal, Jenna, and I don't think he called out his players. Uh, I'm sorry to say it, uh, but, you know, as a player, you know, you understand what happens when you stand in, on that podium in front of those cameras. You're going to be asked a question. He was asked a question. Do you think your players should have rallied for your quarterback? And he answered. And then he also, they did a follow-up question. He said, you know what? 
I said what I said and he moved on. If he would have stepped up to that podium in his opening and said, look, same old story about the Dallas Cowboys, turnovers. We can't, we can't, we can't just get the simple assignments down, covered like quarters. We keep giving up big play after big play. And also, our team is soft. We're not tough. We don't we don't stand up for one of one another. If he said that, then we can have a discussion. But he answered the question. Now, if he did do that, right? As a player, I would have went back and I would have watched the whole thing, and I would, I wanted to see his body language. I wanted to see how he said things, why the way he said it, the timing of it. But he didn't do that, so it's not a big deal for me. Yeah, I'm going to disagree there, Brandon. It certainly wasn't nothing. He didn't say, like I said, we made the right play. There's, there's no room for any of that. It was a disqualification. It is what it is. We're moving on. He said something else, and I couldn't figure out what he said. Was he calling them cowards? Is he saying they're apathetic? Are he, is he saying that yeah. they should have gotten into a time machine and protected Andy Dalton in the previous play? Because there were six Cowboys around, and they were largely like looking, uh, being concerned for Andy Dalton. And I, my, my read on it was, I guess, Nick, Mike McCarthy wanted someone to get into Bostick's face to prove their, their worth as teammates. I thought the whole thing was ridiculous, yeah. I, especially after he scolded the Cowboys for not keeping things in-house and acting as men. And then he's going to say this statement, Brandon, I had a totally different read on it than you did. Well, um, Nick, I don't know your thoughts here, but for me, it, it, it's he's answering a question. So when Jay Cutler threw four picks and they asked me, Brandon, did Jay Cutler play bad? What am I supposed to this, say this here, right? Like, I got to answer that question. So there's there's so many ways you can go about it, and that's what I'm saying. And when you stand but Brandon, on that podium in front of those cameras, to? you're asked the tough questions. He answered the question. That's all he did. Because as a player, what I'm going to do is I'm going to if – I, if I turn on first things first, and I see you, Nick, talking about, whoa, this is blasphemy. Uh, 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 Kevin, if you say blasphemy, why would Coach say this? I'm actually going to – Go on the internet, watch his entire press conference before I react. And if I re watch his entire press conference, see the question, hear the question, see his response. I'm saying, no, oh, this is no news. He was asked a tough well, question. Let me ask you. Let me before I give my take. Let me just ask you a quick question, Brandon. Forget what McCarthy said. As a player, especially when the game's already out of hand, anyway. If one of your guys gets cheap-shotted and knocked out of the game, even if it's by a guy, I, I don't think John Bostick's got a bad reputation at all. I don't think he's a dirty player. I don't think yeah, anyone right. thinks he's a dirty player. It's just a bad play. But in the moment, are you as a player expected to at the very least get in his face, if not take him to the ground? What is expected of the Cowboys teammates in that moment? Tell me that, then I'll give my take on it. Well, first of all, we got to remember that it's 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 Andy Dalton and not Dak Prescott. If that's Dak Prescott, things probably would be different. But I think now today mm. it's tough because it's a moving target. Guys don't know like oh, he's a moving target. Am I? Did he drop his shoulder? Did he put, he hit him? Did he lead with his helmet? I think guys are in funny positions right now. So I can see why the guys didn't react the way they did. But if it's Dak Prescott, I think guys don't care if it's a clean play, a cheap play. 
They, they're going to respond. But this is Andy Dalton. Guys don't have that type of relationship with the backup quarterback. So there's so many things and so many different factors here. So I don't want to just judge the Cowboys players and say that they're sure. soft. They didn't respond accordingly because the, the truth of the matter is so many more things that play into this. Well, and there were so many more things that played into the game. And I think this is honestly the least of the Cowboys' worries. You had Cowboys players this, this week say the coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. And defensive players ostensibly saying the coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. And then I saw two of the most embarrassing touchdowns that have been given up in this season all year. I, Brandon, I don't know yep. what coverage this is, except it shouldn't exist. The hell are you doing? <laughs> like, you just let the dude run right past you. There's no safety Nick, there. Nick. That's got to be man-to-man. Oh, Nick, you, he, you, just, you, he just lets uh, him run. You, what? Nick, you absolutely know what coverage it is. Because I've been talking about it for, what, six weeks that now. Quarters, it's quarters, quarters, half? half. It's t- and and, and well, that okay. turns into man-to-man. Well, that's not coaching. <laughs> that's not bad coaching. That's bad technique. That's bad playing. Just like the next touchdown. Logan Thomas, Jalen Smith is one of the highest paid inside linebackers in the league. Logan Thomas is not one of the highest paid tight ends in the league. You've got to tackle him. That's not coaching. That's bad football. So, like, I mean, that's terrible. And so the Cowboys, the the Cowboys have a, now, you know, is McCarthy calling out the players? The players calling out the coaches? Everyone, you know who everyone needs to be calling out? The person they're staring out in the mirror. Because the Cowboys are awful. They're awful. Whether Dalton got knocked out yesterday or not, they have systemic issues that all of a sudden it looks like, hey, you know who might win the NFC East? Washington. Can you imagine saying that six weeks ago, Jenna? I was going to say it's literally anyone's division to win at this point. Uh, And we're going to talk much more about the Cowboys coming up. I want to shift gears, though, and talk some New England Patriots now. It was another brutal day for the New England offense taking on the Raiders. They couldn't get anything going whatsoever. I mean, the Niners, rather. It was so bad, Cam Newton, who had a miserable day, was actually benched in the third quarter once things got out of hand. Cam completed only nine passes for 98 yards through three picks. Jarrett Stidham came on relief, but it was over by that point. Former Patriot... Current Niner Jimmy G blowing out the Patriots at Foxborough. Here's Cam after the game. You know, I can't speak for everybody. Um, you know, I just stick to the man in the mirror, and um, I wasn't good enough. You know, I didn't, I didn't, and not no way, shape, form did I put this team in a position to compete. And you know, that's inexcusable. This is the National Football League, where you know a lot is put on the quarterback and and and. You know, I have to deliver, and I haven't done that. And, um, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's evident. So, you know, here moving forward, you know, I know what the issue is, like I just said, and, you know, I just have to be better. All right, Cam Newton taking it on himself, taking some ownership of yesterday's loss. Patriots now two and four. Wilds, as our resident Patriots fans, what should Patriots fans be thinking? (laughs) How how about this? How panicked should they be on a scale of one to ten? On a scale of one to ten, I would say I'm around a seven or eight hundred. So uh, we lost three straight. We lost two at home. Cam has thrown zero touchdowns and five interceptions in the last two games. On the year, we have three passing touchdowns, but one of them Cam caught, so it's pretty bad. We got the same quarterback rating as the Jets collectively. 
but that we have thrown four more interceptions. The defense is no longer existent. We, the 49ers scored in the opening drive the first time in four years. And the running game, which I was like, ah, we're the best running team. <laughs> we went from uh, 250 to 185 to 117 to 94. So rather than racking up, we're supposed to go, we're going down. So on a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> so how did you a go? solid so, 700, So we Jenna. did this. So we did this last week. Jenna asked the same question last week. How do we go? You, I said a one. You said three, I believe. How do you go from three to 700 to 800? How does that happen? I don't get it. Because last you know week what for it me, is? I would tell you, know you what this. It is? Brandon, can I give you a quick thing? I'm so used to winning. It's like when you're on a, a plane, experience <laughs> turbulence, and you look at the, you know, the, the stewardess, and the stewardess is chill. You're like, oh, we're fine. But if the stewardess is freaking out, you're like, oh, my God, the stewardess is freaking out. I'm going to really freak out. So, like, <laughs> buckle up, everybody. That's me. Buckle your seatbelt. Well, I'm in fans. a bad spot right now. Hold on. I'm not Hold used on. to Hold this. Hold on. Real quick. I, I, I know Patriot fans are going to be surprised to hear this from me. They, they're fine. They, they're they 1-0 in the division. They're Cam is just coming off COVID. Okay. They have the Bills and the Jets next. The schedule softens the up Bills, at the end. You, you, they win you next week. You talk about the Bills if as they if they're win just a next week. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Go I just watched them play the Jets. The Bills haven't played a good game if in a month. If the Patriots win next week, they're a game out of first. Patriots fans take a All deep well. breath. You'll be okay. Guys, that was Belichick's worst home loss in his New England career, to put it in perspective. Uh, Baker Mayfield is one happy dude this morning, evident in his post-win happy dance last night. Check out Baker shaking and baking. Give me a little drip. Give me a little drip. Yeah. 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 Ooh. This weekend starts Saturday strong. It's the big noon Saturday game of the week. Jim Harbaugh and 13th-ranked Wolverines facing off with the Spartans and one of the wildest Big Ten rivalries. It all starts with big noon kickoff at 10 Eastern, and then it's Michigan State-Michigan uh -oh. next Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports go. app, as Brandon Marshall would say. Uh-oh. Talking to Cleveland Browns now. Wild one in Cincy. Cleveland getting the ball back down for just over a minute left. Baker taking over, finds Donovan Peoples-Jones in the end zone, one of the best names in football. Just 11 seconds left to get the win. Five touchdown day for Baker after a horrible start. A Browns improved to five and two, although still third place in their division. They try to keep pace in that tough AFC North. Here is Baker on silencing the critics. How about you bouncing back after that rough one in Pittsburgh and getting all that criticism that you received during the week? What criticism are you talking about? The national guys. Oh, sorry, I don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm talking about you, Brandon. <laughs> I know who they are. Yeah, Brandon me. Marshall. It's me, Baker. Yeah. yeah. How about it's, just, hey, it's it was me. a great can I, can win. I? So happy we won. Uh, Mike Vick is back with us, but Brandon, you want to you want to say something before Mike jumps in here? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah Baker, it's it's me, Baker Mayfield. It's me, okay? Because we know you do this against the Bengals. The three years you've been in this league, you threw sixty-four <laughs> touchdowns. Seventeen is against the Cincinnati Bengals. We want to see you do this yes. last week against good teams. We want to see this against the Raiders. We want to see this against the Steelers. Baker should have demanded they you play had a good someone game. different this week. It's a great, it's a great, it, it demanded no, no, no. they remove the, the Bengals no. from the schedule. No, here's the thing. Hey, you played a good them. game. 
Great job. But here, the problem is, it's been three years. We want to know what we have. Are you good or are you not? We want to know, can you do it week so in and week out? So let's not play the games. Playing, play, having these, no, there's no playing games, Nick. This is the third year. You don't have four, five, six years to prove yourself in the National Football League. You have one, maybe two years. He can't go out there against the bad teams, play well, and then against the good teams, he looks like a, a bust. So that is my okay. problem. With Baker is look, great job. Maybe this is the year you you put it put it together. But I want to see it next week, and let's keep having those discussions. If so, then look, I'll give you all the praise in the world. The, the, me the message Brandon the message Brandon is trying to convey is very clear. And Brandon, I'm I'm with you on that. And you know, I'm glad you said it before I had a chance to say it because look, it's a step in the right direction. Baker Mayfield. He silences critics. Anytime you go out and throw five touchdowns and only throw five incomplete passes, that's an amazing day. But you look at a team like the Cincinnati Bengals who's struggling. I expect oh that goodness. out of Baker. I expect them to win, and I didn't yeah. expect it to be a bomb burner. But you got to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy okay. against the Ravens, against that's the right. Pittsburgh Steelers of the world, and against the teams that are above yes. 500 and a tougher Vic. competition. So I, Brandon, you said it. Way to set the tone, bro. Yeah. You set the tone for this conversation. Okay. Thank you. Guess what? Thank you. Guess what, folks? If he does this against the Steelers and the Ravens, do you know what you call that quarterback? League MVP. The best player yes. in the league. Okay. Is, okay? Yes. And nobody is saying Baker is that. Okay? It, guys, the Cleveland Browns, since Baker Mayfield stepped on the field, are 18 and 19 in his career. Little context. They were 4, 5, 45 and 1 in the previous 50 so games. We're so, so it's so not we're, like he's so we're taking over. A loser. Wait, Brandon, wait we're a second. We're praising a loser. Wait a second. Still the Bengals. Brandon, <laughs> wait a second. Cincinnati. This is this is an outrageous <laughs> moving target. Baker wow. Mayfield okay. yesterday started the game wow. 0 for 5 with a pick as badly as you can play in the first quarter. How did he respond? 22 of 23, 300 yards, and three fourth quarter go-ahead touchdown passes, including the game winner. And because that doesn't fit the narrative, the answer is do it against someone else. Well, unfortunately for Baker, Nick, this is Nick. who the league put on their schedule this week. And this is who yes, you Nick. knew they were. Wait a second. This is who you knew they were playing six days ago when you said go to Case Keenum. It wasn't, well, he's going to play great against the Bengals, so wait for that. So you can't then act like the game didn't happen. The complete list of teams in the entire league with a better, with more wins than the Browns. This is going to take me a minute. The Steelers, the Chiefs, <laughs> and that's the list. So I don't know okay. if that's not impressive, then nothing would have been impressive. That's the answer. The answer so is nothing he thing. could have done here, yesterday okay. would have impressed Okay, you. but, 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 but here's, here's my thing, though, Nick. He's done that for three years against the Bengals. So this is nothing new. He does this against the Bengals. Why doesn't he? Why hasn't he done it against the good teams yet? So how long are you willing to wait on Baker Mayfield to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's the only thing. And then another thing that's pretty interesting is how you're standing on the table and defending Baker Mayfield. 
You're talking about this moving target, Brandon. but you won't do that for Tom Brady. This is idiotic to me. Brandon, this is this is the what? one thing that can happen for a quarterback and throwing five touchdown passes. Like you learn a lot about yourself in a game like that. And you know, when you step on the field versus any opponent, I don't care if they, they have no wins of if they're undefeated. You have to find something special. You have to find a way to bring out the best in yourself. And when you got that front four coming at you, and to Baker Mayfield's credit, you still got to stand in the pocket. You still got to stand in the face of blitzes and stunts. And you got to get it done. So to his credit, he did what he, what he needed to do yesterday. Let that be a confidence builder, Baker Mayfield, moving and, forward so that you can beat the I'm Pittsburgh not, Steelers uh, and the Baltimore Ravens of the world. They, guys, I'm not going to let... If fact errors lie, do it against a good team. Going into the Colts game, they had the number one defense in the league. And Brandon, you were talking about the Colts as a dark horse. Then the they Browns did, the Colts, whooped them. The Colts, so now the Colts it doesn't didn't play count. anybody, Nick. Be, the Knicks play. The, the, the Colts didn't play anybody. They played the Jaguars. Okay. They played bum teams okay, you're that right. didn't have Listen, anything on offense. If, That's the reality. You're arguing a straw. Okay, okay. Well, then let's go back and revisit what we were saying about the Colts going into that game. Say beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers last year. But, oh, that one doesn't count either. So if you want to revisit revisit what we said going into the Colts game, this is what I said. Their linebackers are banged up. You have one guy dealing with a growing issue. You have another guy coming off a thumb surgery. They are banged up. If this is the week for them to get it done, it would be this week. That's what I said going into the Colts game. I also highlighted the schedule, the strength of schedule coming into that game. So I I never believed that the Colts was this elite defense. I thought they were playing lights out. This idea, this idea that the Browns, because they can't, they haven't beaten the Steelers or the Ravens, should get no credit for anything is insane. I got my eye on Baker Mayfield next week. Just say, let's be consistent. I got my eye on let's Baker be Mayfield. more consistent. Tom Brady, guys, he Y'all played like a consistent. man on a mission last night. His game <laughs> with his favorite target. Brady and Gronk are back, and baby Gronk, too. I'm consistent on Baker. Oh, with another heated discussion coming up. Another one. <laughs> Hello, baby Gronk. It's very nice to meet you. It is Rob Gronkowski here from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I just want to say it is an honor to have you named after me. And let me tell you something. People say I look like a dinosaur and they call me Gronkosaurus. So I think you are my long lost cousin out there. And you are the Gronk Rhinosaurus coming from the Gronkosaurus. I just want to say that I have heard that you are super fast, big, strong, good looking, very nice skin, very cuddleful, which means you you like to cuddle. People love to cuddle you. Uh, I just want to say it is an honor to meet you, baby Gronk, and you are my new inspiration. So Tyler Lockett had a monster game last night. 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. Joined our guy Brandon on an elite list of guys with at least 15 catches, 200 yards, and two TDs in the last 20 years. All right, Brandon, what did you make of Lockett's monster night last night? Wow, that's shocking. I appreciate the love, guys. I think you guys are the only ones on TV to show my career any love. I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, look, man, they're special. I, I spent 
I spent my last year in Seattle. Absolutely enjoyed my time there. Ultimate competitors. And Tyler Lockett, the thing that makes him special is he catches everything. These catches are difficult. Mike Vick will tell you this. The touchdowns, the, the third down conversions. This dude has some of the best hands in football. It's time for us to give this guy respect. Phenomenal. All right, good stuff. Big game. Oh, they didn't pull it out at the end. Bucks and Raiders. Let's move on. Tom Brady showing up last night through four touchdowns, ran for another, and threw for 369 yards. And when the Raiders made it a game in the second half, Brady and the Bucks exploded three fourth-quarter touchdowns. Bucks get the big win. They hang on to first place in the NFC South. Mike Vick back with us. Mike, you never once wavered. You knew Brady would be goat-like this season. Is it time for the Brady doubters to admit that he's still one of the best? Hey, I told my man Nick on numerous occasions, on numerous occasions, <laughs> that the GOAT is the GOAT, man. He's going to find a way to beat you or come get you at some point or another. And Nick always say, I can say no wrong about Tom Brady. And today I'm going to talk about all the things that he did right yesterday. He found all the receivers that he was supposed to find. Nine different receivers caught passes. And if you look back at the New England Patriots over the years when Tom Brady was at the helm, they always hit a rough patch early in the season. They might start out, win two games, and then they might lose two. And then it was, oh, you know, it's Tom Brady losing it. Is it time for him to move on? And then they put up, put together another string of wins of four or five or six wins in a stretch. And this is that stretch right now for Tom Brady. You know, too many great minds around right now, uh, around him. Brian Leftwich, you know, Bruce Arians, you know, and, and a bunch of playmakers, you know, stepping up at the right time. So, you know, the emergence of Grunk, Scotty Mills, as you can see on the screen, you know, these guys are clicking on all the court. And, and you know, Tom is going to continue to get better and better, and it's going to get even greater. You know, this might be the greatest show on grass when it's all said and done. You know, especially once A.B. <laughs> arrived, and that's a, that's a story mm. for a different, that's a different topic. But, you know, th mm. I mean, Tommy, he's playing good football, and right now I don't see him slowing down. I only see the, the, the team continuing to get better and the offense continuing to get better. All right, so let me answer this question. So what I could say is, yeah, Tom Brady was great yesterday against, you know, the 28th-ranked pass defense, a team that's 30th in the NFL in sacks, and okay. I want to see him do it against a better team. But I'm not going to be wildly unfair the way you guys just were about Baker. I'm going to go out on a limb and say five touchdowns against anybody is great. Tom Brady was great yesterday. He was great early. The pass at the end of the first half was perfect. And the, getting a touchdown there is such a gut punch to the Raiders. And then, when it looked like the Raiders might be back in the game, when it was 24-20, Bl Brady blitzed him again. The unequivocal, unabashed praise for what Brady did yesterday. Now, do I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football still? I do not. However, where I can admit I was wrong was going into the Bears game, I said I thought the Bucs were going to go 1-2 or 0-3. Not only did they not go 1-2 and or 0-3, they went 2-1, and and the two wins were in blowout fashion, and the one loss was by one point against the Bears when Brady forgot the down, and they, so they could have won that game. So 
I do feel like it is time for me to admit I have underestimated the Bucks to a degree and <laughs> that Brady was brilliant yesterday. Now, do I think Brady is going to be vintage Tom? No. Do I, do I think that he's going to have a lot of performances like this? No. But this was the single best football game, Brandon, I've seen him play since week three, 2017, against a rookie, Deshaun Watson. So I have to give him credit for that because he was spectacular yesterday. Anyone could see that. This is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen on television. You stand on a table for Baker Mayfield, uh, who's inconsistent in three years. We don't know who this guy is. Is he the man? Is he the face of the franchise? Or is he a bust? And then you have Tom Brady, who for 20 years have won at an alarming rate, who is the GOAT, who won six Super Bowls. He's on to his seventh. Those are basketball numbers. Most guys dream to play football for six years. He's won six Super Bowls, and you refuse to give this man credit. We talk about the Bucks, you blame it on Brady. We talk about Brady, you talk about the Bucks. Nick, I don't know what else he needs to do to convince you. I am convinced I just, that, that you will never, it. ever give him love. So, Vic, I'm going to speak to you, Wiles. I'm going to speak to you on this. You got to think about what I'm he's out. done this year. The first two games, three I'm touchdowns, sure. three interceptions. Since then, 15 touchdowns, one interception, one interception in the last five games. The last time he's done that and went on a five-game streak was 2007, 2010, when he won MVP. I would say that Russell Wilson gave Tom Brady little room to come in this MVP discussion. Wow. Okay, I, I I don't think that's a that's a bad take, Brandon. I I mean, if the Bucks keep on playing like this, but if he does win MVP, he should chop it up and give it to his offensive lineman because his offensive line is playing lights out. He had zero sacks yesterday. He got hit once over seven games. He's only been sacked eight times. And look, they're leading the leading the league here, tied with the Colts. And we know that Bruce Arians likes to wear Kangol hats and treat his quarterbacks like a demolition derby, but he's really protecting them now, and he's still wearing his Kangol hats. And when he's getting protection, good things happen. Gronk and, Gronk and Brady back at it. So, Mike, I don't see Tom Brady slowing down if that offensive line keeps him protected, but we know the way to beat Tom Brady is knock him around a little bit. He's 43 years old. He's, more fra he's probably the fragilest quarterback in the league. But if the offensive line keeps him protected, I think sky's the limit. Right now, you just can't get to Tom. You can't get to him. The ball is coming out, and he got weapons all all across the field now. And everybody's being used correctly. So between Godwin and Mills and Grunk, they pretty much won that game yesterday. Mike Evans, I think, only had maybe one or two catches. So, you know, when you yeah, look at it overall, you know, the the ball distribution the distribution was amazing yesterday. And, and Tom found all the receivers that he was supposed to find at the right time. He didn't have to hold on to the ball. He wasn't trying to stretch the field. And the game was easy for him. Well, he'll have one more target coming up next week. The Bucks making a splash before the game this weekend when they signed Antonio Brown to a one-year deal. A.B. reunited with his old buddy Tom Brady. Mike, you were already high on Brady before they got A.B. How much better does this now make the team? It's not only going to make the team better, but it's, I mean, it's going to make the whole entire group of receivers better. When guys see A.B. come into that locker room, you know what? Everybody feel like they got to up the ante. They got to put in more work. They're going to have to, you know, fight for catches um, and, and compete with one another. And that's what you want. I think that Tom Brady 
and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made this move uh, on, on purpose. You know, it, it was a good move, too. I mean, it, it made them so much better on the offensive side of the ball, but it created a competitive edge. So now, you know, guys are getting dinged up. Guys are getting hurt. They're going to work extremely hard to get back on the field because Tom is holding everybody accountable. And, you know, what A.B. is going to bring is a different type of energy. He's going to bring that competitive nature and and he's still one of the top receivers in the game and, and you know use the right way you know he, he's going to be put in positions where where he can help this offense uh excel and move forward at an easier and easier rate so you know it, this is a great signing by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh certainly propelled them and put them in a position where they can compete for the Super Bowl now so I want to give Brady credit, and then I want to ask Brandon a question. Because Brady, you guys say I, I, you know, I give him credit for nothing. I call him the undisputed goat of the entire NFL. But he's learning from a different undisputed goat, LeBron James, putting his old GM hat on, saying, hey, I can play for you. I can also organize your roster for you. Bruce Arians back in March, not going to happen. No room, not a fit here. I know him, not a fit in our locker room. That was on Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians yesterday, oh, we love him. I told you, Brady had nothing to do with that. Okay, no problem, sure. But here's my question to you, Brandon Marshall, because Mike mentioned an interesting name a few minutes ago, Mike Evans. Mike Evans had two catches yep. on two targets yesterday. Mike Evans going into this year, you and I talked about him as one of the most underrated receivers in the entire league. He is on pace for, aside from his rookie season, his fewest yards, catches, targets. How does this sit with Mike Evans in the locker room when he sees Scotty Miller all of a sudden is one of Brady's favorite targets? We know Gronk is one of his favorite targets, especially as of late. Mm -hmm. And now, A.B., who he pined for last year, uh, is back with Tom Brady. How do you think this landed with Mike Evans? Well, number one, when you look at this, the stats, he's banged up. So a smart receiver understands that production will be down. Uh, two, look okay. at what Bruce said also in that press conference. What did he say? He said, I love Mike Evans because he never complains. He never asks for the ball. He just wants to win. Three, a smart receiver, and this is what my uncle told me when I went from running back to wide receiver in the eighth grade, he said, look, you're only as good as the receiver on the other side. And right now, all three of those guys are banged up. They're top three wide receivers. So Mike Evans, if he wants to win, if he wants to uh, actually be better as, as an individual, then he needs Antonio Brown on the other side. For me, I always try to make sure Eddie Royal was, was, was balling in Denver, uh, Brian Hartline and Devon Best in Miami, D Eric Decker. Eric Decker, that was always my goal, was how do we be the best duo in the NFL? So I think this is, uh, is, is great for Tampa, and it's going to make everyone better, just like Vic said. All right, well, the team A.B. was rumored to be going to the Seahawks. They had their hands full of Cardinals last night. This was one heck of a game. You got Russ, you got Kyler. All that to be discussed next. First things first. This weekend starts Saturday strong with the big noon Saturday game of the week. Jim Harbaugh, 13th-ranked Wolverines, facing off with the Spartans. In one of the wildest Big Ten robberies, it all starts with big noon kickoff, 10 a.m. Eastern, and then it's Michigan State, Michigan, next Saturday, noon Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. All right, back here, first things first. 
Our game of the night, undefeated Seahawks against the 4-2 and two Cardinals. And what a night of offense we had. Kyler Murray finishing with 427 total yards and four touchdowns. On the other side, Russ almost 500 total yards and three touchdowns. But he had those three costly picks, including the big one in overtime that set up Arizona's game-winning field goal. Cardinals win 37-34. All right, Mike Vick back with us. Now, Mike, you surprised Kyler Murray went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Russ last night? No, I'm not surprised. I think Kyler Murray can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any quarterback in the National Football League right now. He's just that wow. good. And, you know, I never thought that I would see uh, two quarterbacks on the same stage, both under six feet, uh, and, and just, <laughs> you know, wreaking havoc. Um, you know, both of these guys are hard to guard. Um, Kyler Murray, is, he's just developing at, at a rapid rate. I think the offense has been suited and built around him, and he's very comfortable. You know, I talked to him over, over the summer on numerous occasions, and the only word that stood out was his comfort level. So, you know, he's been getting ready for moments like this. You know, he feel like this is his time, and, and just the right amount of weapons around him just makes this guy a force, and you know, he's hard to tackle. He can beat you in the run game. He can beat you in the pass game, and you know, I'm not, I know I'm talking about things that we see and it's evident, but, you know, you just got to put put the spotlight on him because this guy is only going to continue to get better and better. And I think he's paired with the right coach, too. So, uh, you know, Calamari is here to stay and, and he's going to be a problem in this league for a long, long, long time. And like I see him breaking a lot of records and doing some remarkable things, you know, at, at, at the quarterback position. Kyler was great, and I thought, to be totally honest, he overcame some very questionable Cliff Kingsbury strategic decisions late. Yeah. But I want to throw it back to you, Mike, because I said at the top of the show, Kyler was going up against the guy that made Kyler's career possible. Former baseball right. player, under six feet tall, a dual threat quarterback. <clears throat> if Russ wasn't as successful as he had been, Kyler doesn't go number one in the draft. But I want to ask you a personal question. When you watch these two guys on Sunday Night Football, first game ever where two quarterbacks throw for 300 and run for 60. They're doing it with their arm and their legs. Is there a part of you, this is going to sound a little corny, but almost seems like a proud dad, like this, the way the NFL is, these two guys going up against two of the best teams in the league, like I got that ball rolling. And, you know, if not for Mike Vick, we don't have this matchup on Sunday night. Like, personally, am I am I reading too much into that, or is there something there? No, it's definitely something there because, you know, ultimately I took pride in my game and, and the way I could step into a stadium and beat you and get out of that stadium with a win. And ironically, last night I was holding my two-year-old son and I was watching Calamari scramble on, I think it was the third and eight, and he came up short, but he, he was scrambling around and he was moving and grooving and and I'm sitting there watching the TV, and I woke up, and, and I looked up, and my son was just staring at the screen, and oh, and he's two years old, and I'm like, <laughs> he didn't get it, but the effort was there, you know. And I'm, and, and 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 right then and there, I seen I seen something in my son. I, we had a moment last night. I seen something in my son, and it came through Kyler, and, and it, it came through Kyler and Russ, man. So, you know, yes, I'm proud of of That's the way awesome. these guys are approaching the game, and. and you know, they looking like they look like they're doing it with ease. But I think more importantly, uh, these guys have the right coaching around them. And coaches make good players great. And, and that's the longest short of it.
Yeah, Mike, I'll throw another theory out there. Your son was watching the game and said, wow, I could probably pick up some yards on this Seahawks defense, too. Get me in. Dad, go grab my cleats <laughs> from my room because they're giving up 480 yards. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Kyler's not that tall. I'm not yeah. that tall. Let me get in there and cook. Yeah. Brandon, this team yeah, is terrible. Yeah. This team is this team is halfway good. And the idea no. that we're sitting here and we're putting them like, oh, we're going to have like undefeated teams, Steelers versus Seahawks. Well, the Steelers are good on both sides of the ball, and this team is not. It's the yeah. most obvious flaw in the entire NFL, and everyone wants to ignore it because Russ keeps cooking. Yeah, so, I mean, you're right, Wild. I wouldn't say they're terrible. They're still a contender. But when I sit back and I look at the, you know, my predictions, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, coming into this last game against the undefeated Titans, um, I was like, okay, let's see who they really are. And then Big Ben stood up and he threw a couple picks. And I'm like, man, you playing against the good teams, the Ravens, the Chiefs, that gets you beat. So he needs to clean that up. So that's something that we can't see happen in Pittsburgh if they want to continue on this amazing season. And then when you shift to Seattle, that defense, that's their biggest uh, 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 speed bump. They need to figure out how to fix mm -hmm. this because they continue to have guys go down uh, game after game after game. Yep. I don't know if they can fix it because it's a yep. personnel issue. Um, last night, I, I thought Kyler was spectacular. He played, uh, he played big in moments, and he also played to his youth at times. But when it counted, he took over and he made big plays. And there's yeah. something interesting uh, that we, we also need to look at. You know, I thought I was entering my prime when it came to year 10. This guy, D-Hop, is a monster. And the way they play football and their approach to the game, mm. these two over the next couple years can be a problem in the NFL. D-Hop looked like mm -hmm. he's entering into his prime, and that's scary to say. Uh, but to me, last night was more about the Seattle Seahawks losing the game than Kyler and D-Hop yep. playing spectacular. Yep. I thought Russell Wilson, you know, made some costly mistakes, Nick, and then also the four-minute. The four-minute situation, Mike Vick, I don't know how you feel about it, but as a wide receiver, I hate when we go conservative and we don't play to win but they had yep. two minutes and 25 seconds left in the game they ran it five times they punted it and then it got they got went back to the cardinals yep. 52 seconds they drive down kick the field goal tie it up yep. nick and then it was the end of discussion well and listen one other quick thing jenna i don't know if you guys could hear it while brandon was talking but you heard a door creaking open and that was the door the mvp door and walked in that room was Aaron Rodgers. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes sauntered on in. Derrick Henry's like, what about me? Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald are like, hey, I'm here too. Tom Brady's like, hey, don't forget Tom. about me. Because Thank Russell you. Wilson was in that <laughs> Thanks, room Jenna. by himself, Jenna. And now all of a sudden, it is a very crowded room seven weeks into the season. Russell Wilson opened that door at those three picks How you sneak Jenna. Mahomes in there? Mahomes threw for 200 yards. How you sneak him in there? 16 sure touchdowns, one pick. Sure 16 touchdowns, one Russell Wilson picked off by Buda Baker. How about DK Metcalf? 22 miles an hour down the field, covered 114 yards to save this from a touchdown. I can't watch this enough today. An incredible hustle play. Mike Vick, how impressive was this? Uh, it was very impressive. You know, coaches appraise you more for a play like that than they will for a touchdown reception or a touchdown run. And another moment That's where right. I wanted to pull my two-year-old son in the room and say, 
watch this play. This is all effort because at some point, <laughs> right. if you play ball, you might have to do this. And to the, the message to all the kids out there, man, it's, it's no substitution for effort. This is amazing play by D, yep. DK Metcalf. Probably one of the greatest plays that he'll ever make in his career. So, so true, Mike. You know, there's the, the one-handed touchdowns, the one-handed grabs. There's the big games. Tyler Lockett went for 200 yards, 15 receptions. But these are the plays that you dream up as a player, especially someone who really cares and passionate about the game, because you know that this makes what we call the highlight tape. Coach is going to show this to everyone and say, this is how we do it. Yes. This type of yes. play gets you that C on your chest to be the captain. He is a freak. Yeah. I said it a couple weeks ago. Nick laughed at me. Well, he didn't really laugh at me, but he didn't know if I was being serious. But he is the best wide receiver in the game right now. Can, uh, yeah, Nick, I never got a vote on this when all of a sudden we decided to refer to everything as miles per hour. It's like DK Metcalf, yeah. as fast yeah. as a slow car. Like, what? <laughs> I, I would like to go back to like 40 times or something like that. Like I 21 agree. miles an hour. Like, oh, right. like it, it, it makes it less impressive that, almost. It's, it's a bad it's, stat. It, it's a great take, Wilds. And, and Jenna, I'll just leave it at this. There's only one other receiver in the league that could have tracked down Buda Baker, and it's Tyree Kill. But he'll never get the chance because Mahomes wouldn't have made that mistake, Jenna. <laughs> All right, we got. We'll we, I'm sorry, Wilds. We do have to discuss what the Patriots did yesterday. We're going to do that on the other side. It wasn't great. Buckle up. We got to do it. Much more first things first after this. It was another brutal day for the New England Patriots. Patriots hosting Jimmy G and the Niners. All Niners all afternoon. It was so bad, in fact. Cam Newton, who had a miserable day, was actually benched going into the fourth quarter. And once things got out of hand, really, Cam only had nine completions, 98 yards. He threw three picks on the day. Jared Stidham came in on relief. It was to no avail. Niners blowing out the Patriots. Here's Cam Newton after the loss. You know, I can't speak for everybody. Um, you know, I just stick to the man in the mirror, and um, I wasn't good enough. You know, I didn't, I didn't, and I, in no way, shape, form did I put this team in a position to compete. And, you know, that's inexcusable. This is the National Football League where, you know, a lot is put on the quarterback and, and, and you know, I have to deliver. And I haven't done that. And, um, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's evident. So, you know, here moving forward, you know, I know what the issue is, like I just said, and, you know, I just have to be better. I thought that was such a mature answer by Cam Newton. It showed accountability, uh, a little vulnerability. He knows what he has to do. I'm all into the way Cam yep. Newton is handling the last couple of weeks there in New England. Uh, Patriots now two and four after that loss. Mike Vick, I'll ask you, what, what should the Patriots' level of panic be on a scale of one to ten? I would say about a nine right now with Cam. Um, you know how Cam just has that infectious smile and, and you know, his dominance is kind of symbolized through, through his mannerisms and you know, Cam step on the field and his presence, you know, kind of speaks for itself. I, I, I don't see the juice. I don't see uh, a upbeat Cam. I don't see Cam looking like he's having fun like he did the first three weeks of the season. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that nothing has really changed within the offense. If anything, you enhance the offense and, and you're building on the things that you're doing well. And it seems like they're regressing to a sense. And, and I just don't understand or can't see why. You know, I, I usually judge a quarterback. Um, you know, like I said, by his mannerisms and looking into his eyes, 
uh, even through the helmet, you can tell if he's extremely focused and, and, you know, all in on what's about to go down. And I just don't sense that from Cam right now. I even texted my brother yesterday like, saying, you know, it's, it's, something looked like it's wrong with Cam, seriously. And I don't know if he's hurting. I don't know if he's not feeling well. I know he just had the COVID. Oh, so, wow. you know, I'm giving him a pass. But, you know, things have to turn around quickly for the New England Patriots if they're going to make a run you know, at, at the divisional title, which is where you have to start. So I, I think it all falls on Cam, and Cam is taking full responsibility, as he did in the press conference, and as he should as the quarterback of the team. But, you know, I, I just want to see that fire. I want to see that juice from Cam. I want to see him, you know, I want to see him the bounce back. You know, it, it's time. You know, he, he surprises early, you know, showed us what he could do, and, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that's not existing anymore. So, you know, something has to change. Okay. Well, Mike, I, I will try to take your advice to, to Cam and and have put it to myself because I don't know if you see the fire in my eyes, but it's not there, buddy. These I, it's I just been all drained out of me. And people are like, <laughs> I was drinking this bottled water. People are like, is Wilds drinking a beer on TV? I'm like, no, I'm not drinking a yeah. beer. But today, honestly, full vodka, and I was chugging it before this segment. To be 100 percent honest, with you. <laughs> we're in a bad spot, Nick. We lost three straight. It's Belichick's worst home loss. We lost two at home. Cam's thrown for zero touchdowns, five interceptions. We've got uh, three passing TDs on the year, but Cam caught one, so we actually have two. Our collective quarterback rating, which we count Javelin and Hoyer, is tied with the Jets, but we got more interceptions. We can't run the ball. We went from 250, yeah, we're a running team, then 185, 117 to 94, and Cam is answering all the questions. Great, Jenna, but Nick, he's not, Cam's not playing defense. The 49ers and Jimmy G walked right back in and be like, hey, you should have never traded me. Boom, scored a touchdown. First time that's happened in four years. So your old buddy, Kevin Wilds, would like to have a, take a page from Nick Wright's book and be like, it's all fine. I'm all good. I'll be honest with you. Not, not good, buddy. Not, not doing well. Old KW is oh. in a bad spot. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what you should be concerned about, what you maybe should be concerned about, and why it's all going to be okay. What you should be concerned right. about is this. Future Greater Worcester Area Hall of Famer Julian Edelman is done. Julian he had a, a great game oh. against the Seahawks. Since then, I think he's got eight catches for 80 yards. He's done. Like, his, his time as a number one-ish receiver appears to be over. So that you should be concerned about. What you maybe should be concerned about is what Mike alluded to. We can't ignore the elephant in the room, which is... Cam Newton was one player, got COVID, and since then has been a different player. And I know it's very in vogue in certain circles to pretend this is, doesn't exist or that it's, it's a meaningless illness unless you're 85 years old, but that's simply not true. We've had an NFL, a different NFL player knocked out for the season due to complications with COVID, so we don't know how it affected Cam. I saw how it affected Russell Westbrook who's an elite athlete in the prime of his career. So you've got to hope that he is going to continue to recover from that and get better. But here's why you shouldn't be concerned. The Dolphins, okay. who you're behind in the standings, just went to a rookie who, while I think is awesome, is going to take his lumps. And the Bills just beat the Jets by eight points, which, according to my standings, counts as a loss. And even if in the official standings, it counts as a win, you play the Bills next week. When the Patriots beat the Bills next week, they're going to be a game out. And then the week after that, the Bills play the Seahawks, and you get the Jets. 
So you're going to be four and four and in first place in okay. the division or tied for first before you know it. Cam will get better. Belichick will figure it out. You're not getting Brandon. They're not Super Bowl contenders. But they are still, in my opinion, the favorites to win this division, no matter how bad they've looked the last few weeks. Okay, thank you. I appreciate Nick, that. Nick, I don't bud. know, man. Yeah, Nick, I, I just don't know, man. Last week when Jenna asked this question, I think, you know, we all were low on the, on, on the scale. You know, I was at a one, I believe. Now I think I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a six pushing a seven because it's not about you know, that they lost. It's about how they lost. You know, last 18 possession, Cam Newton and that offense put up 18 points. Five possessions ended with an interception. And that's a problem. That's really bad. And, but let's, di let's dive yeah. into the why. If you watch these games, I don't know if it's Cam. I don't know if it's, if it's Josh McDaniels. But he's not, he's not protected. I don't know if he's getting his, his offensive line uh, in the right sets. And then, all this, and, then all, yeah. and then also, he has no threat down the middle. How does the New England Patriots go, go from the top team in the league getting the ball to their tight ends to having no tight end presence at all? And if you go back to what Cam Newton was successful at and, and how he did, where he did his damage, where Greg Olson was down the middle of the field or just yeah. having a tight end that he can throw to, he has no help. I want to push this conversation a little forward, though, and it may be a little too soon. But I want us, our show to be the first to have this, this, this conversation. Now, this year, there was a lot of talk between who was more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Oh, darn it. They both were in New England Brady. last year. Tom Brady goes to Tampa. Were, no. Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady's sitting at five and two. Mike is not emotionally wild. I thought you were going to talk like Michael oh, Thomas. Is it too soon? Is it too oh, soon, Michael Jenna? Thomas. Is it too soon? Don't. Is it too soon? Oh, so listen, here's my, here's my thing. I don't here's think my thing with New England. Here, can handle it. Another two weeks. Go but here's my thing, Mike. Here's my thing. We know we know New England knows how to win, but do they know how to lose? Look at Wilds on the show, our resident Patriot fan. He's All a of a sudden, they, they lose three lose. games, and he's talking They're about he's talking about I'm chugging like vodka. Yeah. I'm hands. chugging vodka. That's what you're doing after you lose a game. Really. Yeah. I don't right. think they know how to yeah. lose. This could be all bad, bad for New hey. England. Let, let, let us let set Nick that aside that for a second. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, two Go weeks. Ahead. In two weeks, I'll answer it. No problem. That's what two he said. Weeks. He said, he let me answer it in two weeks, Jenna. In okay. two weeks. One week, week. One week Mike. I, I one will week. take note. I will revisit this and whatever. I'll revisit it sometime after we talk a little Todd Gurley. How about that? Falcons, yeah. Lions. And Todd Gurley trying oh, to pull a Brian no. Westbrook, but he fell into the end zone. For six, didn't no. mean to. Lions would get the ball back. Lions would drive down, and Lions would win. Here's what Todd Gurley had to say afterwards. I was mad as hell. Um, yeah, I was trying not to. My momentum took me in. It's kind of crazy. Last time I played Detroit, I went down, and this time I end up scoring. It's like. What goes around comes around. <laughs> All right, Wells, what'd you make what'd you make of the play? And Gurley's response you know, done, to it. He's done this twice. He fell against the Packers, he fell against the Lions, but look, don't beat yourself up. 
I know you're like the Falcons that keep on losing games in the fourth quarter, but everyone that's got you in fantasy loves you, buddy. So I know you're upset with the guys in the locker room might be mad at you. The greater Atlanta area might be mad at you. But there's people all around the world that are happy for you. That's the silver lining, Todd Gurley. <laughs> no. This is all bad. Mike, you know this. Situational football. We practice this. It's called... Don't score. In defense, they practice. Let them score in this moment. So this is all bad for Atlanta team trying to get back on track. It's one one thing after another with Atlanta. Todd Gurley, the intentions was right. It, you just couldn't pull it off, bro. And next time, you you know better, so you got to do better, man. And, and it's the second time around for you. Next time, make the play that you're supposed to make, bro. Look, look, Listen, the guy just let him go. I got to help Todd Gurley <laughs> out here. Hold, Brandon, I got to I gotta help Todd Gurley out here. Todd, if you're watching, I want you to feel better because here's what you need to know. Whether you scored or not, the Falcons were going to find a way to lose. The moment <laughs> Arthur Blank shows up on that sideline looking like the Monopoly man, you know the Falcons are going to invent a new way to lose. It doesn't matter. Just wait. The Falcons are ahead late. Where's Arthur Blank? Oh, is he standing on the sideline looking scared? Well, guess what? Loss coming. So if he went down and the Lions kick a field goal with two seconds left, somehow Atlanta's losing. I promise you, Todd. So you got the fantasy points. You got the touchdown. Atlanta was going to lose either way. Take solace. All right. Let's talk some Baker Mayfield. Did he silence the critics yesterday with his performance? Some say yes. Some say I'm not sure. But he was shaking and baking in the locker room afterwards. Take a look. Give me a little drip. Give me a little drip. Yeah. 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 Ooh. 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 Yeah. The Dodgers are now one win away from the World Series crown. Clayton Kershaw pitched well last night. Gave him two runs over five and two-thirds. And Jock Peterson and Max Muncie hit home runs to help L.A. win game five as they now take a 3-2 series lead. Here's Clayton Kershaw and a couple of special guests after the game. Uh, it just means that I've been on great teams that have gotten to go to the postseason a lot, and I've got to get a lot of starts in the postseason. So, uh, obviously, a very special opportunity. My kids are a little tired, if you can't tell, and uh, it's just a it's just a special thing to get to be a part of a team like this and get to be a part of some of those names. Hey, 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 you guys, you guys go go sit out there for one sec, okay? Thanks. So Anyone good. with kids that. knows that pain very, very well. That was great to see. Uh, Dodgers can close it out tomorrow night, by the way, game six on Fox. Time now for stories to start your morning. Sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve Bucks in Vegas to face the Raiders. Tom Brady tossing four touchdowns, ran for another, threw for 369 yards, had himself a game. But when it looked like the game might get tight in the second half, Bucks exploded again, three fourth quarter touchdowns as they beat the Raiders and they hang on to first place in the NFC South. Brandon, is it time for the Brady doubters to admit he's still one of the best out there? Jenna, should it should, should this question be Brady doubters or should it be uh, Nick Wright? 
And, and, and before we get into this discussion, we have, what, a couple more minutes, 10 minutes left in this show, and we're ending with Tom Brady, mm -hmm. and we're ending with Baker Mayfield. Nick Wright and I couldn't mm -hmm. be on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to this. It. And all we hear... Mm -hmm. In between these, in, in between these blocks, is our producers telling us, "Look, guys, act like y'all love each other. Don't get in the heated debate <laughs> where people think that you guys don't like each other." So I'm, I'm gonna try to embrace Michelle Obama. You yeah. know, when they go low, you go high. Thing, oh, Nick, I'm speaking to my you, line, stealing brother. Line. You, yeah. uh -huh. brother, respect. Tom Brady, you continue to find ways to disrespect the GOAT. If the, the Bucks play well, you still find something to jab at Tom Brady. If Tom Brady finds uh, plays bad, then you make it seem like his whole career was bad. Tom Brady is doing something that's never been done before. These are basketball numbers. Guys yeah. wish they can play mm -hmm. five, six, seven years in the NFL. He's won six Super Bowls. He's on yeah. his way to seven no one, Super no Bowls. He's that. positioned best out of anyone in the league. He has the number one defense in the league, and now he's getting Antonio Brown. There's nothing you can say about Tom Brady, well, okay, during this moment. You have so to respect what he's listen. doing. The last time he played this so, this well was 2007, mm -hmm. 2010 when he won league MVP. 15 touchdowns, one pick in the last five games. What do you have to say for yourself, Nick? Okay, so I agree with a lot of what you said. I agree that Brady has an amazing amount of help and is about to get more with Antonio Brown. No one can deny that. I also agree he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. No one denies that. And Napoleon was a hell of a military leader. Doesn't mean I'd necessarily in 2020 want him leading my army. And I feel like we've got to be able to have separate Brady discussions. One is what he has done historically, and the other is how good is he right now? Now, with that said, the right now as of this morning, he was unbelievable. Nobody is going to get on television today and take shots at what Brady did yesterday. He was great early. The pass he threw at the end of the first half to little old Scotty Miller was as good of a pass as you can throw in this league. And what th this one right here. And late in the game, when the Raiders, if you weren't watching this game, the Raiders made it 24-20. It was close. And then Brady was great again late. And I was wrong about this. I thought the Bears-Packers-Raiders game, the Bucks would come out with a losing record. They came out with a winning record, and they blew out the Packers and the Raiders. So I can admit all of those things. And, by the way, one other programming note, Kevin Wilds, 8 a.m. on this very show. We reveal Nick Wright's updated tiers. A mover up oh, wow. might very well be Tomorrow? the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Got to find out Wednesday at 8 a.m. But does yes. that mean I'm ready to say Tom Brady is one of the five best quarterbacks in the league? There's, no. There, is he playing there's better no way we can right wait now Wednesday than he did this. last year? Yes. I, and so he, both of there's these no things way can I be can true. Wait. We got to wait but, till Wednesday. Okay, well. I might give you a sneak preview, Brad. Do we have to wait? Wild. Like, okay, all of that you, can be you. true. <laughs> yeah, you got to wait till Wednesday. So, so Brandon, I'll try to, I'll meet you in the middle. Is there a chance that Tom Brady can look otherworldly because the Bucks' offensive line is playing out of their mind? He was hit one time. He yep. wasn't sacked yesterday. They're over in the course of the That's league. The he's got uh, seven games, eight sacks, lowest sack percentage from Tom Brady. So, like, if you're giving That's him a key. clean pocket, 
He got Gronk out there also blocking for him, and now they're hooking up. Second consecutive game with a touchdown. This team looks really, really good. But if some team says, you know what, our number one priority is to dirty up Tom Brady's jersey a little bit, we know how that story ends. That's so that's where I think the ceiling yep. is. If they can get to Tom Brady and push him down, I'm, an, I'm over 42. I do not want to get pushed down. It's horrible. So I think once they start pushing Tom well, Brady down a little bit, the, the fortunes this of is, this Bucks teams change a little bit. This is Wiles, this is what you this is what we all have to understand that this team is progressing nicely at a, a at an alarming rate. Coach Arians, he can't he couldn't have imagined that this team would be in this position. You just think about what you just said. Protection. They're protecting Tom Brady. Well, last year they were one of the yeah. worst teams at protecting Jameis Winston. Okay, so now we wonder why yeah. he threw so many picks. Also, penalties. Last year they were the most penalized team in football. You can't win in the National Football League when you're facing third and longs over and over and over again. They clean that up. Also, <laughs> what was the point of emphasis this year? Was it Tom Brady? No. It was keep this defense intact. They did that, and now they have the number one defense. Yep. So when you look at this Tampa Bay team, they are do they are growing every single day, every single week, and that's what makes them so scary. It's not just protection, but it's the the penalties that they're cleaning up, and off all and also how they're playing defense. They're just lights out all around the board. They're playing, what's the word, Brandon? Consistently. So that makes us move on to Baker Mayfield. Ohio bragging rights on the line. Browns and bagels. Bagels. Bengals. Baker and Burrow. And Baker had himself a day. He did five <laughs> touchdowns, drove the length of the field, found Donovan Peoples-Jones in the end zone with just 11 seconds left to get the win. Browns improved to 5-2. and two. It's good enough for third place, though, in a tough AFC North. Here's Baker after that comeback win. How about you bouncing back after that rough one in Pittsburgh and getting all that criticism that you received during the week? What criticism are you talking about? The national guys. Oh, sorry, I don't know who they are. Brandon Marshall, that's who they are. Wanted him benched for Case Keenum. Right. That's who the that's who the national guys are. He's got such a ch the chip that's is right. so large. You just don't uh, like him, Jenna. This is what we're you talking just don't about. like him. No, no, no I'm gonna no. I'm gonna talk Brand here. I'm gonna go. I'm nope. gonna talk here. Uh -huh. No, I'm, I'm gonna go. go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jenna said me. No, Jenna said I'm going. No, Jenna said I'm going. He was 22 of 23 with five touchdowns, three fourth quarter go ahead touchdown passes. Including team. one with 11 seconds left after his defense <laughs> repeatedly let him down. Five days prior, Brandon, you were discussing whether or not they should go to Case Keenum. And this performance and is why that was insane. It. Because Case Keenum's ceiling doesn't get you in the room Baker was in yesterday. And I know folks are gonna say, listen, you did it against the Bengals, do it against other teams. Fine, that's the next step. But the Browns were 4-45-1 in the 50 games before Baker Mayfield stepped on the field. Since he stepped on the field, they're 17-18. and 18. Not great, but so for we're the gonna Browns, celebrate. That's so we're gonna celebrate, so why are you bring it up? So do you want to celebrate a, a losing record? That's what we're doing here, Nick? That's what you want to do well, they're five during and two. the last three they're minutes of this two. show. Oh, 
They're this is my two, problem Brandon. with Baker, okay? First of all, first of all, mm -hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. will probably still be playing if Baker didn't throw that terrible back shoulder or over oh, the shoulder. I don't yikes. even know what that was. So that's first and foremost. If Case Keenum was in there, it'd probably been a better pass. But my issue is we <laughs> know that Baker plays well against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's done that. 64 mm -hmm. career touchdowns, 17 against the Bengals. He plays really well against them. But what yeah. about the Pittsburgh Steelers? What about the Baltimore Ravens. I want consistency. Who are you? Can you beat the good teams? It's easy to, let, let's praise them. Great job, Baker. But being great in one game is not going to get us a Super Bowl. It's not going to give you the platform to be the they're face not a Super of the Bowl team this year, Brandon. Can we see it? Brandon, week in, they're not a When are you going to be? It's, it's Nobody year three. Nobody is arguing. So what is the goal? Oh, great. Nobody it's, is they're arguing they're two. a Super Bowl team this year. No, they're five and two, which means the Steelers and the well, Chiefs are the only teams in the league with more wins. I know, no, they're four and two because the Bengals win doesn't count. It's a very, it's a fun math where we just say the best game you played all year, we're gonna throw it out. Divisional win, throw it out. I just want and consistency, so, Nick. Nick, I want consistency. No, consistency. no, you got that. You want him to do this against the Steelers and Ravens? Nobody's doing it against the Steelers. Well, Mahomes is, but that's I want it. it to be He's not Mahomes. That's okay.